Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 584th edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. You get your daily reading from me and other writers over at the Red Bull News Network. But as always, this show is dedicated to the game in the United States. Chat room is open. Come on in. Discuss amongst yourselves if you like. If you have a question for me, I'll try to answer it to the best of my abilities. And ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready for another exciting evening of American Soccer Talk here on the Forestines Fire American Soccer Show, once again, we talk about, in this intro monologue, on the complete disgrace, the disgusting display of ignorance and dumbness, yes, I say dumbness, of a Mr. Scott matchmaker, Michaels. And all I can say is, is this, is that this man continues to be ignorant, continues to not listen to any of us who basically basically cares about the game in the United States because once again Scott Matchmaker Michaels from England and his so-called National Soccer League has already posted I would say maybe a week ago maybe a little bit more than that a tweet discussing the Atlanta Chiefs logo being re-registered for its trademarks federally so that he can start maybe selling shirts and bringing a team back into the Atlanta area. I have written this article on Beyond the 90 uh, at Substack.com. And all I can say is, is that this man, is being very fraudulent on what he is trying to do to break into American soccer. And once again, I contacted Doug Roberson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the beat writer of Atlanta United, on this situation, because apparently in this tweet of of NSL America on Twitter, Our plans to relaunch the Atlanta Chiefs after federally re-registering its trademarks, a historic team that was a part of the original North American Soccer League, NASL. The announcement has has generated (laughs) – the announcement has generated excitement among soccer fans in Atlanta and across the United States. And the site – is nslofficial.com forward slash Atlanta dash Chiefs dot dot dot. Well, if you talk to real Atlanta soccer fans, I mean, the truth is Atlanta United has been the team to represent the city ever since their expansion season in Major League Soccer. And I I, I just I mean I'm I, I just don't I just don't understand why this man why this man continues to insult Not just Atlanta soccer fans, but soccer fans across America with this NSL league. Why does he continue to insult us? Why does he continue to provoke us? I mean, 
since 2017 at Bobby Dodd Stadium, at the college football stadium of Georgia Tech in downtown Atlanta, on the campus of Georgia Tech in downtown Atlanta, they sold it out. And Atlanta, since moving to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, sharing it with their brothers in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons, of course, both teams owned by Arthur Blank, has filled up Mercedes-Benz Stadium every single match in MLS in whenever they play their U.S. Open Cup matches, CONCACAF Champions League, you name it, they've done it. And it is just really baffling, baffling, mind-boggling of why. Why is Scott Matchmaker Michael still doing this? Why? Why does he continue to annoy us, assuming we don't know what's going on here, that he thinks that we're dumb, that we're born yesterday, that we're stupid? I don't know. This whole situation right now involving Atlanta Chiefs is really a nothing. Carter Krishnire and I wrote that original article at Beyond the 90 due to the fact of our experiences. And Carter Krishnire, of course, was once the communications officer of the second coming of the the North American Soccer League. He would know more than Mr. Matchmaker Michaels is. It is just really, really a shame and really disgusting that this man continues to insult us with our intelligence. This North Londoner thinks he knows more than us. This man creating a fake league that is already using the name National Soccer League in in a sanctioned amateur league under the umbrella of American soccer of the U.S. Soccer Federation. You must be sanctioned. This man, where I'll be honest with you, I was not even going to bother to engage this entire situation until he kept on creating fake news reports, insulting Bob Williams, a respected journalist covering business in professional sports. I said, that's enough. I've had enough. He also blocked several people who, you know, he's trying to engage with the American soccer community and the podcasters and the bloggers and the writers and the media members. He has not contacted a single person, a single person covering American soccer, whether it's on the professional level or on the amateur level, covering the game either in the media, in newspapers, or those that have been successful with podcasts or sports talk radio stations covering these teams. Now, I don't know if ESPN has gotten a hold of this. I don't know if the Golazo, you know, Morning Footy, the Golazo Network of CBS Sports has gotten a wind of this, or Fox Sports has gotten any wind of this, because it looks like they haven't been informed, and it looks like they're not even bothering to make any moves to talk about this. I have, and I am, and everyone else has, not affiliated with those networks. Why? Because we feel that this is an insult to our beliefs in the game in this country. We believe this man is insulting our intelligence. We believe this man does not know what he's doing. And instead of defending his actions, continuing to defend his actions, he's blocked us. 
He's blocked Mark Fishkin. He's blocked Mike Pendleton, a Tampa Bay Rowdy supporter and a man who is also in the beliefs of believing in not just lower-level soccer, but to see the sport thrive in this country. Me too. He's blocked me. Yes, I've gone against him. I've called him out. I believe the man is a fraud. Just as I've said here, just as I've reported on Beyond the 90, just as I am saying it on Twitter as well, the truth is this. Scott Matchmaker Michaels, this man, this man is messing around with our emotions and our ties to this world game. And unless, unless we don't believe in what he says, maybe he'll quit. Because right now, he hasn't even contacted any media members. He has not contacted the New York Times, the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Washington Post, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the LA Times, the Chicago Tribune, any credible newspaper company to inform them we are coming to the United States to create a brand new league. We're going to do it differently, and we're going to do it the way we want to do it. So there you have it. We don't have that. No, we get fake news articles from different websites or legitimate websites that are being used for fraudulent articles. You don't have, I mean, you have what, Bloomberg News? You have it in the financial section of the website? Yahoo Finance? Not Yahoo Sports. Not ESPN. Not Fox Sports. Not CBS Sports. Not NBC Sports. Not even... Yahoo Sports or Bloomberg Sports, if there is one, or not in any of the British tabloids that has American sections and American websites like the Sun in the U.S., like the Daily Mail in the U.S., nothing, nothing. He thinks he's doing a great job. He thinks he's going to pass along the word, we're coming, and he hasn't even made a real investment. Word of mouth is one thing. Word of mouth without anything to back it up is another. And what he is doing is insulting our intelligence. He thinks that we were born yesterday. He thinks we're begging for something new. Because he looks at what he looks at us and he sees the divide. In the American soccer fandom. That's right. He sees that. He also sees our issues with the Federation. But the truth of the matter is this. If you do not register with the Federation, you will not get players. Not only will you not get domestic players, you won't get international players because no one's going to transfer you, their players, to your club if you are not sanctioned by U.S. soccer at least. Because that's the bare minimum. Don't even worry about CONCACAF. Don't even worry about FIFA. Because if you don't register with U.S. soccer, you're not getting big names that want to come to the States. You are not getting big, big names to play for your league or to play for these teams that you want to resurrect from the dead. It is an absolute disgrace it is absolute disgusting, and I will not stand for it as someone who cares for this game for in this country and in this confederation and for the global game as itself. It is a disgrace what he is doing, and we cannot stand for it. We cannot stand for this, period. And let's bring in my friend here at 973229. Go ahead, my friend. Uh, say what's on your mind. Yeah, well, I mean, you had, you're right about that. I mean, because if, if you don't fold U.S. soccer, then nothing else is going to matter. But 
I also know that there's a new uh, team coming in the MLS next year. It's uh, neighbor to the south, closer to San Diego. This league has really grown from the 25 years that um, we've been associated with it. And yet, it goes unnoticed. You know, we have like 30, we have like 30 teams going in now. I remember when the league started with only about what, uh, was it 10 or 12 teams? Very true, very true. And, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to 30 teams now uh, very soon, and uh, it should be interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, but all I can say is, is this, my feeling. But Tanning doesn't strike as a strong sports area. I mean, because, you know, Chargers are gone. Uh, the Padres, well, they hold up their own, but, you know, still, they got to get people with L.A., San Francisco. You know, how is it going to, you know, measure up, you know, with, you know, Los Angeles, uh, you know, right above them? Two teams in L.A. as a matter of fact. Very true. Very true. And that's the one thing that I think is really a shame is that you have San Diego loyal in USL Championship. They were waving the flag before this whole thing started. And look, MLS uh, will always find a way to uh, interfere in other markets that already have a team. And instead of bringing up the loyal to be a part of MLS, like what Minnesota United was at NASL to MLS or Nashville uh, going from NPSL to USL Championship to MLS – even though it's not the mm. traditional way of things, but unfortunately, money nope. talks, and yeah. uh, you know about the other side of that uh, saying. That so, that yep, that's correct. That stuff walks. Yep, money talks, and that other stuff walks. So, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. But let me ask you this. But I want to ask yes, you this: when you are invested in this game in this country. Yes. Forget about MLS for a moment, and even USL, and NISA, okay. and NPSL, and, okay. and, and, and even the amateur leagues and everything. When, uh, when you have a gentleman who is trying to create buzz about a brand new professional soccer league coming to this country, and yet he decides that he does not want to be affiliated with U.S. soccer, he doesn't want to be affiliated with CONCACAF, doesn't want to be affiliated with FIFA, and making all these announcements – on Twitter, yet he does not inform the media markets that would probably love to cover these former NESL club names to bring them back from the dead and use them in this new league. But he doesn't inform the media of the, of the local markets or even the national soccer media that covers the sport. What does that say to you? I say you got a big problem here. If you're not going to get involved in this, what are you doing? I mean, you're not informing any. You're not. You're investing all this, and you're not informing anybody. Uh, is it me, or is there something wrong with this picture? You know, you got to, you got to, you got to put in the effort, and it just seems like you're not putting anything at all. Exactly. Exactly. There is something wrong here because I know as well as you know, as well as everybody else knows that whenever there's a new club coming in, whether it's a current league or a brand new league, depending on what level it's at, whether it be in the amateur levels, the semi-professional levels, the professional levels of American soccer in this country, you know as well as I do, we will support that club no matter what, both emotionally and financially, we will buy tickets, we will buy food, we will buy drinks, we will buy shirts, scarves, jerseys, balls. We will make signs, we will do anything and everything, create TIFOs to show how much that we support them. And what happens when that said club or that said league all of a sudden dies a financial death. How does that make you feel? Or when, if you, or did you ever face something like that in your lifetime outside of the cosmos? Well, you should, you should have seen us when, when we had that, because we had, you know, uh, the cosmos. But that was the only team that really didn't do anything. You know, the rest of the league couldn't even hold up against them. And that's where that league folded. 
It was a shame because I enjoyed that league. This is about two. Exactly. Because yeah. I, I I lived through that. I lived through the um, 70s and 80s. And the Cosmos were the, big, were the biggest ticket in town. They were more popular than the Yankees and Mets combined. And, you know, Pele, Rick Davis, and all the rest of the Cosmos. I mean that was that was some that was some some team, and it just yes, it was. It I was I was I was devastated. I'm like what I'm like what the hell? How could this be? But you know nobody has to hold a candle um, to the Cosmos. I mean you can't you can't survive the league with just one with just one good team. That's very true. Very very true. That was. A, that was the mistake of the mistake of the league. Well, maybe they didn't have better. They didn't have good owners like uh, the Cosmos no. did. That's for sure. But but okay, I, uh, let me just say this though. Let me just say this though. It's it's really a shame when you have a gentleman who nobody knows who he is. He just because he's from London, he thinks he knows what needs to happen here and he goes out making up all these things on Twitter LinkedIn any social media chat room social media website to post comments and thoughts and he thinks his uh, his crap does not stink absolutely not it does. He, he needs to be careful he needs to be very very careful on how he pro- promotes himself and what he is trying to do to promote the game in this country because people will turn on him very quickly. Exactly. There's a big problem. It's a very big problem. Very, very big problem. We cannot have a person of that type of uh let's see if i can use the proper word here uh a a shyster trying to come in and bamboozle us and not just us but now he's paying more attention right now to the atlanta soccer community i know you're not atlanta i'm not in atlanta but i do have friends i do have colleagues in atlanta that that cover soccer you may have friends that cover that support atlanta soccer over there i mean we can count how many times uh the atlanta silverbacks currently atlanta united even women's soccer the atlanta beat back in the old days of wusa the women's usa soccer league yes I mean, how many times have you seen or have heard of people that either you have friends in Atlanta or, or know people from Atlanta or have read articles or read uh, posting boards of how upset they were when they've lost their teams? Mm. I've seen a lot of those. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, look what just happened recently in upstate – in western New York, the Rochester Rhinos. Now oh, dead. Yeah. Wow. Now dead. The only lower level team in the MLS era of the US Open Cup to defeat an MLS side to win the nineteen ninety nine championship. Yes, they went through a rebranding, but even then they they still died Collapse. because they collapsed financially. Why? Because they got bamboozled by Jamie Vardy who thought just because of his name he can come in and splash his name around, and he never showed up, never came across to see what his club is doing. And as uh, the Dworkins tried their best, yes, maybe they've done some things wrong, maybe, but at least they tried to keep afloat. They tried their best, but probably it wasn't enough. And when they thought they had a new uh, partner, he was going to force them to move them out of Rochester to go uh, somewhere else. It didn't work, and they had to fold the team. And that is a shame. And now Rochester, even though they have Flower City Union playing at the Rhino Stadium in downtown Rochester, the truth of the matter is this. That name was synonymous with American soccer, my friend. Yes. 
But it has come a long way. American soccer has come a long way in the last 25 years. I mean, even the women's yes, game it has. Is even the women's game. Exactly. 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 Because all I can say is, is this, my friend. If, if, we, if we cannot watch who is going to come to our shores and just plop a so-called soccer league in the middle of our country and give us nothing, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna show us your cards and you show us that you're, you're pretending you've got a full house when you only have a pair of twos? Can't let that happen. That's weak. That's weak. Paratus is nothing. Yeah, but still, though, if you get bluffed, you know you're going to lose a lot of money in the pot. Right. Yeah, I know. I've been there. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this is not one of those shows. <laughs> right, right. I know. But okay, that's it. But um, well, you get the idea. Yeah. No, I understand. Don't worry about it. You're fine. You're fine. But I understood what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you say. Well, listen, my friend, thank you very much for calling in and giving giving me your thoughts on this matter. I appreciate you whenever you can. Come on. And uh, I hope you have a good night, and thank you very much. If you get a chance to come to my show as well, if possible. Sure. Yep. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, like me. No, I don't do Twitter. Um, I'm on YouTube, actually, though. Uh, it's 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 called the Enhanced Sports Show. Uh, the live show. The is what sports show again? I'm sorry. The enhanced sports show. Enhanced sports uh, show. You got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're on we're on YouTube. The live show is Saturday mm-hmm. from four to six. That's the live show. But if you type, if you go to YouTube and type in the enhanced sports show, you will see uh, stuff from the previous weeks uh, from from my show. So so you can put you can look at that anytime. The live show is four sure. six, and the number and the number of the show is posted on the screen. And you can subscribe to Great. it as well. Great. All right. So hopefully you'll get a chance to check it Thank out. Thank you so much. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. Thank you very much. And that's my friend over in New Jersey to talk about this matter. Now let's go ahead and move on to what I want to talk about. At the Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles, FIFA put on a hell of a party. What a party they put on for all of us to see and for all of us to watch. And all you can say is the pa- the pomp and pageantry of the announcement of the official logo of the 2026 World Cup was on full display. Members of uh, the American sports media in Alexi Lalas, a member of uh, Telemundo, and of course, let's not, uh, I forget her name, unfortunately, but as you know, Telemundo will be the Spanish language channel representing NBC, as well as Spanish language coverage of the FIFA World Cup. And, of course, the great Andres Cantor uh, asking questions to uh, his guests, especially CONCACAF president and FIFA vice president Victor Montagliani was there as well. And that was wonderful to see. But when the unveiling of the logo came, what did we see? All of that pomp and pageantry to tell us to tell us that here is the brand new logo of the FIFA World Cup. They bring out the actual trophy down on a podium, lifting up the magical cover. And all we get in a certain font are the numbers two, six. That's it. The FIFA World Cup trophy with the number two at the top, the number six on the bottom, and the FIFA World Cup trophy smack dab in the middle of the numbers. That is the FIFA World Cup logo 
for the 2026 tournament shared by three nations in the North American region of CONCACAF, of Canada, Mexico, and the United States. And today, in every host city in our three nations, in New York City was Times Square, that logo was pasted on electronic billboards all over the city, bus stops all over the city, every other city in those host nations. And what a flop. What a flop. I was shocked. I could not believe what I saw. And if you knew, or if you knew what you're going to be saying, and you knew what I was going to be saying, that's it? That's what it is? What a disgrace. What a disgrace. It is just, you know, I'm going to try and give FIFA the benefit of the doubt. I mean, because the truth of the matter is this. We only care about when the draw will be for the qualification rounds to begin That's it. But all you can say is is that this logo is just disgusting. All of the pomp and pageantry that FIFA puts on for these wonderful moments. And then you get that. I mean... I could have done a better job with this. In fact, you know what I used to do? When I really got into this game and when I wanted to follow World Cup qualification, not just for the U.S., all six confederations in FIFA, you know what I did? I'll tell you what I did. I created my own World Cup qualification scorebook. Each year, each year, I would copy down the dates and the games that were played in all confederations. I would make sure Asia first because, you know, they start early in the morning over there. Then I go to Africa, and then I go to Oceania, and then I go to Europe, South America, and then I go to CONCACAF. Like, I wouldn't say chronological order, but more like, you know, sundials and, 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 and time zones and all that stuff. Because I felt more connected to the game and to the World Cup qualification tournament as it's a, uh, a journey. A long, long journey to get to the World Cup itself. I would like to think I got through qualification. I try to watch as many matches as I possibly could. But at the same time, it's really, really impossible to do so. Hopefully, uh, I can still do it again. But all I can say is, is that it is a journey worth the dedication to see when it starts in the opening round of qualification in each confederation, all the way to the final games of each confederation to the playoffs. It is a journey well worth the time. The last full scorebook I did was for the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. 
And let me tell you what I did. Using the internet tools that I had, or at least the, uh, the publishing book tools that I had through Microsoft, my front page, the front cover, shall we say, was wonderful. Obviously, in Brazil, it was in 2014. I had the entire continent of South America in the lower left corner. And then I was able to copy and paste the country of Brazil and moved it into the top right-hand corner. And then I connected Brazil with the continent of South America and used that middle part as a separation uh, showing Brazil separating from the entire continent of South America. Now, I still had Brazil on, South, on the continent of South America, but I just wanted to show Brazil as the main focus because they were the only because they were the hosts of the 2014 World Cup. Then I put the colors of Brazil's flag, all three elements, yellow, green, and blue. And then what did I do? I decided to make a border that would start on the top of this page to the far right of the page. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you what I did. I wanted to show and honor Brazil as a five-time World Cup champion. That's what I did. I wanted to show and respect Brazil as being a five-time World Cup champion. So let me tell you what I did. I found the logos of the five different World Cups that Brazil won. And I also want to say thank you to Chris, Chris Creamer for his uh, sports logo website because he, uh, he keeps track of all the logos of the current and the past. Of course, the first one was in 1958, the second in Sweden, the 1962 was in Chile, 1970 was in Mexico, 1994 in the United States, and of course, South Korea and Japan in 2002 on the top level. In the top right corner, I have the logo of Asia, Africa, CONCACAF, then the FIFA logo then. South America, Conmebol, Oceania, and then UEFA going down on the right side. After it is the World Cup Brazil logo, then the flag of Brazil itself, and then the shield of the Confederation of Brazilian Football. And let's not also forget, as I said before, uh, I have South America, continent of South America in green, the the country of Brazil in yellow, and then the blue to separate the country from the, the continent of South America. And surrounding it is the color of gold because of the five-time World Cup champions that Brazil is. So that was what I did. And um, I, I still have, uh, unfortunately, not the other two books because I have the last one at, at home here. That's what it is, folks. That's what it is, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. I have shown it to uh, people. They have raved on my, uh, my skills on what to do to create something like this. And uh, I did not do one for Russia for 2018, nor did I do one for uh, Qatar for 2022. But now... With the FIFA World Cup coming to North America and all three nations of North America, I will do that again. Now, once again, as I've said, great uh, event with the pomp and pageantry. The reveal was just not at that level. So we will see what will happen, but let's remember it's not about how pretty or how sexy the logo looks. It's all about the qualification matches 
of the FIFA World Cup and the tournament itself coming in June of 2026. Today, also, San Diego FC is now official in Major League Soccer. They are the 30th team in MLS. And the uh, ownership group is with Egypt-born entrepreneur, investor, and philanthropist Mohamed Mansour. Joining him is the uh, Sikhan band of the, I hope I can pronounce this correctly, Kumeye Nation, the first Native American tribe with an ownership stake in professional soccer in the United States. And the all-star third baseman of the San Diego Padres in Manny Machado to dream founder Tom Vernon, who also owns clubs uh, around, professional clubs around Europe, especially one in Denmark. They are the brand new ownership group to bring in an MLS team to San Diego, and they are partnered with San Diego State to use their stadium, Snapdragon Stadium, to play their home games when it is not college football season. Or when it's being used for college football, they will be on the road. What a great event it was to see these people go to the microphone and inform all of us, all of us, how big of a moment this was for themselves personally and to be a part of Major League Soccer and to bring San Diego together for MLS in the first division. You know me, I am happy, I feel excited about this, and I really do hope they are successful in MLS in 2025 to begin their league seasons. And it was nice to see the different people who are being a part of this. To not only mention club will do an MLS, but to give a lot of props and respect to the clubs that are currently in San Diego and those clubs that used to be in San Diego, like the Flash. Currently, San Diego Loyal in USL Championship, San Diego Wave in the NWSL, and so on and so on. But once again, what does this do for Landon Donovan working for the San Diego Loyal? Yes, the Loyal ownership group has said that we're not going anywhere. But once again, there is a problem. We already have the Loyal in San Diego because it's not an MLS. Now people are saying, now I got a club to support. Because they're an MLS. No. And as much as I respect Mark Rogandino, former Fox Soccer Channel play-by-play man, television presenter, Apple Season Pass broadcaster for MLS, Mark, the loyal are right there. Yeah, I know. They're not playing in Snapdragon Stadium. They're they're in the second division, but shouldn't you be be supporting them? Shouldn't you have supported the Loyal? Instead, all of a sudden, here comes San Diego FC, and then all of a sudden now, oh yes, here's San Diego's team? No. San Diego's team is the Loyal. Just because MLS is coming in does not mean you got to abandon them. Just because MLS is coming to San Diego does not mean you have to forsake what has been there for the last two, three years. 
I am very troubled and I'm very upset, but you know, what am I going to do? It's out of my hands. All I can do is just give my thoughts and give my opinions. I am not major league soccer and I am not commissioner Don Garber. I am not commissioner of the league. But we got to stop assuming that just because San Diego FC is here does not mean that soccer was just brought back. Soccer has been in San Diego. And the loyal were the first to be there. And what does that mean for Landon Donovan, who put his blood, sweat, and tears, not just coaching the loyal to start their existence in USL Championship, but now as a front office member. What he has done for this country, not just at MLS, but for the U.S. men's national team, now, now I don't know what's going to happen. Will he move on from the loyal or will he remain there? I don't know. I will not speak for him and I will not implant any thoughts in his head. His allegiances to that club and maybe he's starting to feel a little bit. I don't know if he is, but maybe he might be feeling a little bit of betrayal of the league that he put his blood, sweat, and tears into now feeling betrayed. So wait and see what's going to happen there. But I will say this. I am happy that there is another professional soccer club coming to San Diego. I'm happy they're coming to be in MLS. I wish, I wish Mr. Mohamed Mansour, the Zikan band of the Kumane, Kumane Nation, which is the first Native American tribe with an ownership stake in professional soccer in the United States that's been around for, over, wow, I didn't even know this, 12,000 years in that valley, in that part of California. Did not know that. That is amazing, and I love American history. As well as Manny Machado, the Padres, being a part owner of this venture. I wish them nothing but good luck and success, and I hope they do well in making this team big. In San Diego, on the western side of the country, and in Major League Soccer. I wish them nothing but the best. I hope they do well. I really hope they are successful. That is the first and the foremost thing. Because I want them to be successful. I want them to, to thrive. We should care about these new clubs coming in to continue to enhance the landscape of our leagues and this sport in this country. I am happy about that. And now time to talk about the New York Red Bulls and uh, these last two matches. What a win over New York City FC. Um, you know, the first 45 minutes, I thought, I, I thought New York City was the better team in the first 45. And I think they switched off. Because here come the Red Bulls. Because they were attacking. They were showing to be dangerous. I think at halftime, I think Nick Cushing took the gas, took the foot off the gas and went for the point early. And what did Omar Fernandez do in the 76th minute? Got the ball quickly, took a shot, took a deflection off a defender, and beats Barraza to make it 1-0. And New York is red once again. What a big match that was for them. Not only feeding off the big 1-0 victory over D.C. United in the Open Cup in the fourth round, but getting a huge win at home against NYCFC in the Hudson River Derby. 22,000 at Red Bull Arena. Fantastic evening. Fantastic night. And once again, New York is red on this day, on that day, I should say. And then midweek last night, they get a nil-nil draw. Not only was Toronto FC shorthanded with injuries and suspensions, 
The New York Red Bulls were also shorthanded with injuries and suspensions as well. But they played strong. They played tough. They did what they had to do. It probably wasn't going to be pretty. And they got the scoreless draw, and they got the road point, and they are unbeaten in three matches in multiple competitions. Two-match unbeaten streak in MLS. What does that say right now about Troy Lesane? Troy is at right now on a good roll. Troy is doing a job, and at this moment in time, he deserves to be praised for the job that he has done to start this turnaround for the Red Bulls. Can it last? That's the hope. And hopefully we will get Lukinas back and we'll get Lewis Morgan back and start off of injury. We will get back Christian Casares Jr., Sean Nealis, and Kyle Duncan off of yellow card suspension as well as Andreas Reyes for yellow card suspension as we get ready for the next match, which will be this coming Saturday night against Club de Foot Montreal. And then the following Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, FC Cincinnati comes to Red Bull Arena for the fifth round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Get ready for that one. It should be exciting. It should be fun. I know I cannot wait. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you very much for listening to my show tonight. I hope you have a great evening. Join me tomorrow night for the NPSL Soccer Show, and then this upcoming Monday, another edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Once again, my name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight, and as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you, take care, so long, and bye-bye for now.